Hello and welcome to Earth Medicine Podcast, your daily medicine for inspired living. My name is Alexia and I am sharing stories, motivations and wisdom from Mama Earth and her change makers. I am so excited you're here with me today. Now tune in and listen. Today I'm sharing a very beautiful podcast with you from the holy city Varanasi, the place where people go to die. It is said that Varanasi is lifting the veils to the other world, is showing us the beyond, is sharing what is underneath. And before we get right into the interview with Himanshu, a local tour guide of Varanasi, I would like to recite a poem by Paul Hansford that really describes the beautiful atmosphere in Varanasi very well. Varanasi. Ganges, dawn, a luminous haze over the water. The bathing gods are busy with the faithful. The robed bathers raising river water to the sun, pouring it back to Mother Ganga. Are they worshipping the sun or, or the river? For them, God is everywhere and everything. Water, sun, the river, and the twinkling lamps floating on it are part of one consciousness. The burning gods, too, are beginning their day. The funeral party approaching in respectful haste have a job to do. They build their pile, move the body to the wood, start the fire. I watch, but not for long. This moment, so intimate, so public, reminds me I am an intruder here. The ashes will return to Ganga, unwitnessed by me. Away from the river, the vendors of tea do their trade among the stalls. Monkeys, cheerfully pilfering, are chased away half-heartedly, for they are Hanuman's representatives, and they with the sacred garbage-clearing cows, a part of the one consciousness. In this land, all are the faithful. Everything is God's creation. In this poverty is richness. Hello and welcome to another episode of Earth Medicine Podcast. Today I find myself sitting in Varanasi at the banks of the river, the sacred river Ganga. And I'm having a beautiful conversation today with our dear tour guide, leader and uh, friend, Himanshu, who has been growing up in Varanasi. He's lived here all his life and he's been a tour guide for the past decade, the past 10 years. And I've invited him to speak to me about life and death because Varanasi, as the spiritual capital of India, is also the city of death. Sounds very dramatic, and it is. <laughs> but Himanshu will tell a little bit uh, more about what the story behind Varanasi is, why it's so uh, beautiful to do a pilgrimage to this holy city, and what the medicine of this place has to offer us. So welcome, Himanshu. I'm so honored to speak to you today. Um, my first question is, how is it, what is it like to grow up in Varanasi? Uh, it's something that uh, you have to feel here. Uh, like Varanasi is one of the oldest living cities of the world. And Varanasi is a city where people, they come at the, most of the people, they come over here at the last stage of their life. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, I feel very privileged 
that I am born in the city where people they come to die. Wow, you feel privileged. Yes, because here you see the death very closely, so you are never fearful with the death. So you live your life more freely. You mm -hmm. more enjoy your life, and <clears throat> it's amazing experience to born in Varanasi. Mm -hmm. It's a city where uh, you feel the life all the time. Whenever you are walking down on the steps, on the ghats, when you are in the narrow lane, and suddenly when somewhere you are going, you pass, uh, you meet a dead body passing through there. So okay. it's a different experience, like you are going for your exams, your job, maybe you are going to get married and before you see a dead body passing there. So oh <laughs> it uh, goes like this. So even like, as a child, even when you were a little boy, you, yes. you experienced death in front of your eyes. No? Yes, How was I, that for you as a child? As a child, when you see, uh, when you are born, you are getting conscious, five years, six years old. And before that, you are used to seeing the bodies going to get cremated over there. So gradually you get used to of that. Mm -hmm. And when one day I asked my grandfather, who is this? I told him the dead person is going on the bank of river on the great cremation ground, which we call Manikarnika Ghat. So there he is going to get cremated. And this is how we get to know about the death at the very beginning time. And before we be, uh, get to know about life, we come to know about the death. What is the death? Wow. So when you come to know about the death, like you got uh, some hundred years. We, in our holy books, they talk about the life and death. So they say that we will live maximum for a uh, hundred years. <laughs> and they have nicely divided in uh, these hundred years in four quarters of life. From uh, birth up to the 25 year, year, that is the time of the student, which we call Brahmachar. That is the period of the celibacy. Now we are not supposed to have the pleasure of the life. We are supposed to uh, do our education well. We have to spend our time in the education and the improvement of ourselves. Mm -hmm. This is how when we are well versed in this, we finish our school, colleges, university. We are ready to enter in the second step of our life, which we call Grihastasra, mm -hmm. the household. Mm -hmm. That is the time when we are going to get married. We are going to be plan to have babies and we grow up like this. We have we make money for the life. So this is going to be like up to 50 years. So you enjoy your marriage life and family life. Once we finish the 50 years, we are getting ready ourselves for next stage of our life, which is Varprastha Ashram. When we go for the pilgrimage tour, this is the time when you give all your responsibilities to your son, daughter, and you enjoy your life. You roam around, you see the things, and you enjoy the life. You are not having much responsibility. Your son and daughters are grown up. They are married, and now you enjoy the life. Then we have a fourth one, which is the very important which we call the Sanyas Ashram. It is the complete renunciation. This is the time when we renounce the materialistic life. And in India, we have a four, four sacred places, which we go and visit, Chardham. We mm -hmm. go on the Chardham Yatra. Nowadays, it's uh, very different what we used to do earlier. Nowadays, we, are, uh, we make the Chardham Yatra very easily with the trains, flights, cars, Earlier, people used to go by walk. And uh, like a husband and wife together, they used to say uh, goodbye to the family. And after that, we were never sure that they are going to back or not. 
we would never be sure that they will be back alive or not yeah. they used to go through the forest mountains river seas and this is how they just walk around and they go to himalaya kedarnath they go to the kanyakumari puri down this south mm-hmm. and they barely make it because they go through the summer winter yeah. monsoon through the forest through the mountains so maybe they does die away somewhere there so basically the last stage of your life there are four stages yes. in and indian life right and you go through everything through learning yes. and then through family life to enjoy and also enjoy the pleasures and desires of life and then the older you get the more you uh, focus on your spirituality and also on preparing yourself for death so there's actually in indian culture there's a preparation time for death right yes, so you kind of is. get accustomed or um, you kind of get ready it, do you think is. that the issue why why the western world is so afraid of death is because we are never preparing for it or never thinking about it or what do you think is the problem why we're clinging on to the material life so much in the west see the hindu society our our son our religion is sanatan dharma it is designed that way that uh, you go through all the stages of the life and enjoy the life at the every stage like uh, you go through the celibacy period like learning phase through the family time you fulfill your desires and everything because without des- uh, fulfilling your desires you cannot get the sp- get into the spirituality mm-hmm. like buddha he has done the same thing first he enjoyed the family life and then he renounced the materialistic life and this is our society is uh, like designed such way that wonderfully that we go to the learning phase materialistic life marriage fun and then we come into spirituality i think this is how uh, it is designed and it helps the people to enjoy their life very easily and we know that with this particular time we are entering in this phase after this phase we are going to switching to next phase after that we are going to the death so there is always a concept of the death and you always get to know about that and it is related always with our karmas like we say that when we do the good karma so we are always taken to the paradise mm-hmm. and if we do not do the good karmas we are taken to the world of demons where we are going to be tortured or something like that so we always do the good karma along with that okay so and it should be there in the western culture as well because that is the biggest shock for them they grow up they learn and they learn to live in the materialistic life they are in always in the samsara and uh, they never get to know how to break the cycle of this and uh, how to just switch from the for the last stage for the right. death so basically in the west we continuously live in that second stage and we hold on to this household yes. material desire and we never do the transition and that's why it's so hard Like yesterday you said there's many westerners coming here and they fear even going to the gods no yes. i mean for us many people here have never seen death or cremation grounds it's something very shocking actually as per me uh watching the death it's a feeling the life because you got the opportunity if you are 150 60s even 30s like me so you can see that you got more 70 years 60 year to live your life and it's not much it just time just flashes it's very short span of the mm. time 70 year 80 years it fast it goes very quickly so people must focus on what they can enjoy in their life 
and uh, this could be one of the reason like in india in varanasi people are very happy because they are not very rich they never think about the lamborghini limousine not big palaces they want to just accomplish the things they they have little needs which they fulfill and they spend the time with the family more over with the friend and there are a few cities in india like varanasi where you can see the people that are chatting talking with their friend hour and hour over the chai that the tea stall some four five six friends are there every evening after the job and they are spending some three four hours like family time friends time it is very important in our life and this is how you grow up and you prepare for death and everything so basically you're saying everything turns around drinking chai and being with community and the people around you ah uh, yes actually many people in varanasi they spend their maximum time uh, with the family and a friend so whenever they have some free time so they in the evening they gather together they have some chai with the friends and uh, this is how they do actually it's a society works like this in varanasi moreover people they wake up early in the morning and first thing they do they take their cloth and they come on the bank of river ganga they do a little exercise which we saw last morning on boat and then they take a bath they go to the golden temple kashi vishwanath temple vishwasara temple that is a very important temple for hindus so every hindu do, they go to the temple from there and they perform some prayer then after they go to work then come back in the evening by 9 to 5 work then they come to evening to see the evening prayer and after the prayer they just chat with the friends before they go to the hotel by uh, they go to back to their home by 8 o'clock 9 o'clock wonderful everything is around yes. being with you know never being alone you never never alone, ne- never, alone <laughs> never alone so it kind of feels like even when you die nobody feels alone maybe that's the reason why nobody is afraid of death either now people uh, are never alone and that's maybe a thing of the west people die very much alone actually in our country what happened when people they uh, lost someone they are very sad mm. actually throughout their life they have lived together mm-hmm. so the person who died he is not worry about that because he is not going to miss anyone mm-hmm. he is going to be in paradise <laughs> but uh, the rest of the people they miss him a lot because throughout our life we are like 30 year 40 year let's say yeah. 160 year together so they are get habitual of that so when suddenly somebody is not not over there so they miss them a lot that is why what they do some of the very practical like clothes some photos and his belongings they just remove from the area where they are sitting mm. so this is how we uh, we don't remember him that much but still we do yeah yeah of course i guess that's the same everywhere you know when somebody dies you miss them it's a, it's normal yes, a lot. i want to i want to come back to um the cremation here in varanasi would you please explain how cremation works exactly like the step by step program <laughs> actually what happened in our country if somebody they die the family has to like uh, they have to cremate their body within 24 hours when somebody they die so the dead body needs to get cremated within 24 hours so what happens they ring to all the family friends relatives as soon as everybody they come to home what they do what they do uh, they call they wash the dead body at the home 
First of all, they wash the dead body with the water and they wrap it with the white cloth if it's a male. For the females, women, they use the red cloth. And all those who die after 100 years, we use the multicolored shroud because they have mm. seen the all the color of life. Mm, like a, covered in a rainbow. Yes, and then, <laughs> uh, then they come to Varanasi. Uh, they, bring, they put the dead body on the ladders and they come over here saying Ram Nam Satya, Ram Nam Satya. Which means the name of Lord is truth. Somebody who have taken birth one day, he has to die. So they mm -hmm. come over here uh, saying that once they reach to the city, they put the whole dead body into the water for five times. They submerge the whole dead body into, into the water and then they put the body on the steps for a while. It takes half an hour, 25 minutes to 20, 20 to 25 minutes to do the preparation. In this time, and this is time of the time, the chief mourner they choose from the family. They are always the close blood relatives. If the pa parents, they die, father or mother. So his son or youngest son or the older son, they are going to be a chief mourner. So the duty of chief mourner, he takes a bath, he bathes into the river. So he, the he, family, the, the um, relative kind of the person who is closest to the person who died has to bathe that person. Yes, uh, that person has to bathe into the river before he uh, starts the cremation. So they have to take a bath and he is going to buy the wood. They buy 350 kilograms of mango wood. Wow, it's a lot of wood. Yeah, it's a lot of wood actually. The, they make sure the dead body gets cremated completely, thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Which takes and, how long? Uh, it is for three to four hours. Right. And uh, they they use as well the sandalwood, but it comes very expensive. So sometimes they use for like a, a little bit uh, up half a kilo and one kilograms okay. of the... And they use sandalwood because it also uh, smells good? It smells Is that good. a reason too? Uh, actually, before uh, all, when we had a lot of the sandalwood forest, so all the kings are the important personality. They used to get cremated only with the sandalwood. Ah. And uh, but everybody is not that rich that they can afford the sandalwood, sandalwood. so they opt for the mango wood. And they buy the mango wood, they prepare the funeral pyre. And the chief mourner he bathed in between that, and he get his hair shaved off, his mustache and beard. He wrapped himself with the white cloth. And uh, there is the holy fire, eternal fire. It is said that that eternal fire it was lit by Lord Shiva some town somewhere. Thousand years ago, it's city of Lord Shiva. Mm -hmm. So people they go and they pay for the holy fire. It is said that if somebody they die uh, in Varanasi, it's uh, like a privilege to die in Varanasi. Mm -hmm. That's why around the year, some thousand of the people they make their way and they wait to die in Varanasi. Mm -hmm. So what they do, they go to they they go and they pay for the eternal fire. They have to pay, and there is a caste. They are called Dome, D O M E, Dome Raja. They are the one who are responsible for the cremation in the city. Mm -hmm. So everybody who is dying here, they have to buy holy fire, fire eternal fire from the uh, dome. And, and it is uh, the, the lowest caste, right? Uh, so these are the, the untouchables, untouchables who do the yeah. cremation. Right. And it's kind of a privilege though. Now even the, the lowest caste gets quite a big job. Actually, uh, they have the blessings of Siva. Mm -hmm. That if somebody wants to get cremated in the city, so they have to use their fire. Fire mm -hmm. from the do, uh, dome, those mm -hmm. who are having the eternal fire. Mm -hmm. So we have to buy the that flower, from, that fire from the uh, 
dome which we use for the cremation otherwise we don't uh, get privileged getting cremated over here so definitely certainly the family is very much privileged mm -hmm. so when they prepare the funeral pyre they put the dead body on it they cover it with more amount of wood and they put the sandalwood uh, some ghee clarified butter they put the holy spices and other things so it doesn't smell bad it has no bad odors mm -hmm. and the, then the son comes with the holy fire you walk around the dead body five times and he put the dead body burning and after one hour the family has to uh, the chief mourner has to tap on the fontanel mm -hmm. fontanel over here on the yes. head yeah when you see a baby less than a year or two so there is a sensation that it's moves soft part on the it's head very soft head. part it yes. is said that the soul is over here the spirit mm -hmm. is here so as soon as they come with the bamboo and they tap on that and it gets open otherwise it makes a big noise like bomb explosion mm -hmm. that is why they do it once it get uh, open it is said that now the soul leaves the body and it goes to paradise oh wow and the family will stay there for 3 4 hours by the time dead body gets cremated completely as soon as the dead body gets cremated the family come and they take the ashes they put it into the water and uh, they right away pour yeah, the ashes they put in the, the ashes into the water uh, mm -hmm. water and as it is said that we are born in a nature and we become the nature Mm -hmm. So that's why what they do, they just put the dead body burning. This is how, uh, when the body is burned here in Varanasi. So we say that it goes back. We say that it goes back where it come from. We say that body is made of the five element and it goes where it come from. The moment they put the dead body burning, this is how it meet with the first element fire. After fire, it meets with the air, and after air, it meets with the. It goes up to the sky, mm -hmm. space. After space, it meet with the water as we put it into the water, river, and after river, it meet with the soil. So we say that we go back where we come from. We are born in a nature and we became the nature. It's as very it, beautiful. In the Western world, we say that our body is made of the five elements. Uh, mm -hmm. We are born in dust and we became the dust. Our journey is from dust to dust, ashes to ashes. Mm, how beautiful. So when the cremation is done, the family they take a they bathe into the river before they go back to their home. Once they get uh, to home, next ten days a priest visit them and they perform a kind of ritual ceremony. Uh, on the tenth day, uh, they you know invite a barber and they have a particular ceremony in that all the family members they get say their oh, hair the, the male members, right? The male members, right. the female they do not participate. And on the tenth day. This ceremony takes place on the thirteenth day. We have thirteen day long ceremony. Wow. So on the thirteenth day, they invite some hundred, five hundred thousand people as per their capacity pocket. They feed them. It is believed that if they are doing so, the departed soul will be in the paradise. One year long, we have a morning time. We do not go to the temple. We do not go to the weddings. We do not participate in any uh, for like a prayer and. No temples, no celebration. Mm. All year long, we are very normal. And five kind of the people they are not cremated even in the on the bank of River Ganga on the Manikarnika card. Five kinds. Yes, okay. they are the uh, lady who is expecting a baby. A baby. So pregnant ladies don't yeah, get pregnant cremated. Pregnant ladies, they are not cremated. A baby who is less than a five year mm -hmm. because they are considered very pure. Mm -hmm. And after that, sadhu, somebody who renounced the materialistic life. They have to perform a mock ceremony by the time they are leaving. Mm -hmm. They are alive. So what do they do? They go on the bank of River Ganga. They 
uh, perform a mock ceremony when they are alive for their cremation. Actually, when they are living, they have performed their cremation. Oh, so really? uh, now they break all the like uh, relations with everybody. And they yeah. are now on, they are going to live on the just donations. And so this is how sadhus are not burning. So basically before they renounce, they make the decision to give up everything, which is a ceremony of, of death, right? Yes. In a way. And so they give away everything, they give up everything, and they renounce, and then they live only on donations. And so what happens when they die? If they don't get cremated, what happens yes, so, to them? And, uh, we put uh, the dead body on the big uh, stone. We tied it well. And we take it far from the city and we give the water barrier. Oh, we water barrier. Into, so they, yeah, they kind of drown the in, the, in the Ganga too. Yeah, in the river. In the Mother Ganga, we put the dead body. And even uh, somebody who got the leprosy, mm -hmm. because they go through a very uh, tough life. Yes. It's very painful. And But we do not have uh, many now. Very yeah, few. Yeah. And somebody who got this thing by, these five kind of the people, they are not cremated. Okay. So we put into the river. It's a, We give them the water barrier. And... Apart from that, it's a different, we don't burn. And at the home, we have the same rituals for them as well. Mm -hmm. And okay. once in a year, we come over here, which we call Pitrapak. During that period, the whole family, they come on the bank of River Ganga and they perform a prayer for their departed parents or somebody who's from the family. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for You're explaining welcome. that. I just have like one last question, Please. which I've been wondering all this interview time have you ever thought about your own death like you're talking about this every single day have you thought about your own death here or even meditated on it or how do um, you feel about your own death um see the by the time you are living in varanasi you have seen so much in your life that you are never like uh, you know that uh, death it's a uh, definite so you never think of, of the death uh contemporary of that you always think of the life Mm. When you got some, you know that one day everybody has to come there for the cremation. That's sure. So we say that we are born with the fist closed. We bring all the good things in our life. When we mm -hmm. die, we bring nothing with us. So we never think of much of the die. Today. Mm. We know that one day it is coming. So what we have is today. So mm. we try to live in present. Wow. We, are we are trying to enjoy our present. Because the present is something it is going to make the matters. And we are never fearful with the death. We are fearful with the bad karma. We never do anything wrong. We always try to do something good for us and good for the other people. Mm. And that that helps us to just leave this world happily. Happily. So you, you think just having to deal with so many deaths and talking about death every day just makes you live more happily in the now, no? Yes, it's, uh, <laughs> you feel more alive when you see the death because yes. you are alive, you value that. And one uh, and la very important thing is that the dream of every Indian is to die in Varanasi. And I feel very privileged mm. that I am born here. And if I die over here, it will be a more privilege for me. And I will break the cycle of the birth and rebirth. I will be Beautiful. happily in paradise. Happily in paradise, not having to come again. It's a yes. big blessing. I feel yes. like you're a very big wisdom keeper of this city, uh, having so much experience, and I feel very grateful that you shared with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, and, and thank you for coming to Varanasi. Yes. If you would like to have him as your beautiful guide in Varanasi, the information, his contact is in the episode de details in the website and podcast. So don't hesitate to contact. Much love, and thank you for listening.